0: Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Thursday, September 10th, and we are here to take the mystery out of your financial life. Send us an email if you get a chance, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com or if you're on our website, which is jillonmoney.com, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Mark puts that together every week and it's awesome. And you can see all the cool stuff that we've got there. Read things that I've written and listen to past shows, watch TV appearances, whatever. If you happen to be poking around on the website, we also have a contact button that's right there in the upper right-hand corner for you. So let's get to your questions for the day. Pat writes that, I'm a big fan for years. I'm retired, frugal, okay, financially, but careful. The only bond fund offered at my old employer's profit-sharing plan is an intermediate core plus bond fund from Western Asset Management. Is it too risky in the current environment? I don't need the money for five years or more. Well, Pat, why do you have this if it's a if it's an old plan? Can't you move the money out? Can't you move it into an IRA rollover? I mean, this is not so risky. It's not terrible to have a, you know, an intermediate bond fund in the mix. In other words, I'm not worried about this, but I guess my bigger question is. Why is the money still in the old plan? Can you roll it over? This even has a pretty decent um, expense ratio. It's not great, but it's 0.45%, which is not terrible for inside of a retirement account. So, Pat, number one, I don't think it's a problem. But number two, should you be moving this money? Maybe. That's something to consider, especially if it's an inactive fund. Okay. Alexis writes, I just turned 25. I live in Las Vegas. I like that. Alexis is like, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. I know where Las Vegas is. Okay. Alexis works as an accountant, makes about 60 grand a year. We receive bonuses once a year, which can fluctuate between 15,000 and depending on our profits of that year. I keep my expenses pretty low, $1,300 a month. Oh my God. I have roughly $50,000 saved in different money market accounts. I'm also invested in the stock market. I've got about $5,000 there. I'm not a big spender. I prefer to save and invest as much as I can. I'm trying to decide if buying a home is an option for me right now. I'm not sure if I'm behind the curve or if I'm in a place to be able to afford one. I have a high credit score, but because I'm still young and single, I was planning to try to buy a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath under $300,000 and rent out bedrooms to friends since I'm currently still roomating anyway. My goal is to find another way to bring in another source of income, and that will allow me to let my money work for me. Thank you for all that you do on your show. You are my personal financial advisor. Well, I'm happy to be that for you, Alexis. I'm not sure about the house. I mean, it sounds to me like buying a house in your area is pretty affordable. That's fantastic. So that's number one. Your expenses are really low. I think you've got to run the numbers to look at how the ownership of a home would really work for you. I mean, ideally, you know, if you could use the money that you have saved in these money market accounts, you could certainly have, you know, put 20% down on a $250,000 house. However, you know, there's upkeep in a house and then you're somewhat tethered to the house. The other thing that you could do is to take the money that is currently in those money market accounts and redirect it and put it into a blended portfolio of stock bond Index funds, you know, and this could be something easy. I have another question though. You work as an accountant. Is there a retirement plan that is available to you? That could be something to consider. If you don't have a plan available, how about a Roth IRA? And how are you invested in the stock market? Is this outside of your retirement? Is it inside of a plan? Is it individual stocks? I need to have some more information to be a better advisor to you, Alexis. So follow up and let me know what you got. OK? Patrick writes, "I'm 63 years old. 250,000 dollars in a 401K plan. Can I, or should I, withdraw any money early when I can take the money out? I'm hoping to retire at 66 and a half and collect social Security. Can I set up something with a 401k that would create a monthly check to help out after stopping work? Also, my spouse will be getting approximately 900 dollars in Social Security. She's 62 and a half. Just wondering what to do. I'm a KYW radio fan, KYW in Philadelphia, and I hear you on that station. Thank you in advance, Patrick. Well, Patrick, why are you going to take this money out right now? I, I don't, okay, so no, don't take the money out right now. There's no reason to take it out. Keep putting money away, and yes, try to hold off until your full retirement age, which I imagine is 66 and a half. At that point, you can take the 401k, you can roll it into an IRA rollover, and there is a way for you to certainly create a allocation that will push money into the account, and then you can distribute it on an ongoing basis. So yes, you can do this. I think the big question is, have you run retirement numbers in the first place? In other words, will your Social Security plus your wife's Social Security cover most of your expenses. How much money are you thinking about taking out of this plan? A lot of these questions can help you help guide you as to what your actual allocation and what your game plan should be. All right. Here's Mike who listens to us on KFNX in Phoenix. Do you know that station Mark? All right, so Mark is familiar because Mark spent some time in Arizona. Okay. Mike retired to Arizona earlier this year from California. Mike's wife is continuing to work part-time in a school district job. Since retiring, we will be in the 12% tax bracket. Gotta love that. My current income is Social Security only. I'm holding off on taking money out of the IRA for another year. I just turned 67. My wife and my Social Security combined will keep us in the 12% tax bracket. My question, being in the 12% bracket, there is no reason to move money from the traditional to a Roth, correct? If we saw an increase in income, that would place us in the 22% bracket, which would be a reason to move to a Roth or swing some into the Roth. Hmm. Can you convert enough to stay in the 12% bracket? Could that work? I mean, there's a big gap, right? The 12 to the 22% bracket right? That goes, that's a pretty big jump. I guess that if you could take some money out and convert it and stay in the 12% bracket, that would be great. Your big risk is if overall tax rates rise. And we don't know the absolute answer to this question. I do think that that's more likely than not, but it's hard to have you jump and pay the tax due in the 22% when you're in the 12. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think that we're both, Mark and I both agree, if you can pay any of the money, if you can convert any of that money and stay within 12%, that's what we would do. And other than that, I don't think I would jump into the 22 right now. Okay, here's Ryan who says, when hearing about when to claim Social Security benefits, the overwhelming majority always say, delay, delay, delay. One thing I never see discussed is how this can affect your assets if you need to withdraw from them while you're waiting to claim Social Security. Right. That's a good point, right? Because you've got to live on something. So Ryan writes, if I have to pull money from my retirement accounts to live off of those while I'm waiting until 70 to claim benefits, then my assets drop in value and may give me less flexibility down the road. Okay. Fair. I cannot take a lump sum distribution from Social Security, nor can I pass them on to my children. I can do those things with a retirement account. Wouldn't it make sense to preserve my retirement accounts if I need income and take Social Security or probably take Social Security and supplement with retirement accounts? Take care. Well, you know, this is a little bit of a math question, right? The reason why we like people like me will say delay, 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 is that you're getting an automatic increase of 8% a year, something you're not getting with your retirement assets in the retirement accounts. So that's why the delay is the mantra. It's tough for me to make the case like you shouldn't delay because you want to leave money to your kids. But if that's something that's really important to you, that's fine. That's fine. Just make sure you've run the numbers more than anything else. Okay. All right. This is from Pamela, who says, I recently started listening to your podcast. I'm hoping you could help me with some advice on how to best allocate my money. I come from a family that's not financially responsible, and I'm hoping to change this trajectory for myself. What an awesome thing, by the way. Love that. Good for you, Pamela. Pamela says, I'm 25 years old. No kids. My salary, $95,000 a year, plus $7,500 in company stock. Last year I was awarded 1000 shares as part of my bonus, uh, which at the current price equals about $30,000. However, I can only withdraw 20% every year for the next 5 years because often when you're gift, when you're awarded stock or stock options, there is a vesting schedule for that. Okay, so here we go. Currently, Pamela writes, I have about 11,500 in savings, which is about 6 months of my living expenses around $7,500 in a stock trading account. What's with these stock trading accounts? Okay, $10,000 in my 401k. And I recently reduced my contribution to four and a half percent to increase my student loan payments. Ah, I have $15,500 left on my student loans. I've been trying to aggressively pay them off while there is 0% student loan interest reduction from coronavirus relief until December. I'm trying to understand, is it a smart decision? Should I be focused on investing the money? Okay, let me just do this very plainly. Whatever money you have right now, okay, the 20% of the $30,000 and the money that's in your stock trading account, I would blow out that stock trading account and pay off my student loans and get it done. Do it. Forget about the stock trading account while you have student loans. Forget it. Get rid of this thing so done. No. You're you're not going to do anything else. It looks to me like if we can get, you know, 6,000 from here, you get you can you can basically pay off your student loans from your stock trading account and the 20% of your recent stock award. Use that money and pay that off, then aggressively pay it off and then do something really smart. Increase your 401k contribution and try to bump it up very dramatically to 10, maybe 15%. By the way, at the end of this, Pamela says, I've also been considering getting a life insurance policy where I contribute three dollars to $500 a month. Don't do that. Do not do that. Do not do that, okay? As much as possible, here's your game plan. Pay off the student loan debt with whatever assets you have and increase your 401k contribution to the max and stop farting around with this. Try to do that, okay? That's I, I got to kick you in the pants a little bit sometimes, right? Come on, gang. All right. As always, if you have a financial question, just send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget, you can send along this podcast to someone you know. We're trying to increase our listenership like crazy. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Maintain your physical distancing. And do something nice for somebody today please do that. It'll make you feel good. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.